Hi, everybody. You are listening to Writing Shotgun with Dirt Road Books. I am Joe Bell here today with Michelle Teichman, and we are going to talk about what? What are we talking about, Michelle? Writing prompts. Writing prompts, because sometimes you need to be prompted to write. Uh, explain what you mean by writing prompts, please. Okay, so writing prompts are used when a lot of people use them for different reasons. So you can use them for daily writing exercises if you just want to make sure you're writing something but you don't necessarily have anything to say for your work in progress. Um, so you could just write a page, uh, even a paragraph, a couple of lines, sort of just to keep your mind sharp and going and come up with some new ideas. And that segues into the second reason people use them, uh, which is generally if you have writer's block or you want to write, but you can't, you don't have a story ready to go. So these writing prompts and not, not necessarily the first one you come across, mm -hmm. but if you go few enough, you'll generally end up with an idea. And even if you don't start writing the story, it gets your mind going, which, can, you know, brainstorming can often bring you to another idea or a new storyline or just taking some notes down. Um, so writing prompts are really great for writers who have a few minutes who want to write something or are feeling stuck with creativity. Right. Uh, I... I think those two things are really, really closely, closely linked because the whole idea is that when you write regularly, it's just like any other exercise that you do, whether you're exercising your brain or your muscles, right? The more you, more you practice, the better you get. And so when you aren't working on a manuscript, but you still want to keep your skills sharp and you're writing regularly, it, it sharpens those skills. It makes writing easier. And it's the same thing if you have writer's block and you're having a hard time getting back into the, the swing of things, doing the prompts wakes up that part of your brain and gets it flowing again. So it's you know, yeah. kind of the same, yes. only different. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, I think it's also good because a lot of people, you might not work with a computer. You might not work with writing in your daily job. Uh, so this is sort of a way to sort of get you back there, get you back to your desk and get you going. If you do have one of those jobs that takes you away from writing on a daily basis. And also conversely, if you have a job where you're writing, but it's not creative. So mm -hmm. it's sort of that, I don't know, I'll call it sort of dull, um, just mechanic writing then to have a writing prompt afterward can sort of get you back going because that can be really draining that can be more draining than having a job outside of writing writing stuff you don't want to be writing all day yeah um yeah uh that's true i didn't mean to cut you off you can keep talking no no, no it's okay <laughs> so do you ever use them so I don't use them that often, but I do have a few that I've kept mostly because they haven't, honestly, they didn't make me start writing right away, but they gave me ideas for books. And I was like, this is really great. I'm going to store this. I'm going to store this. And if anyone out there is like me, um, I don't work on one book at a time. I work on about 15. Some of them may never see the light of my editor's pen. Um, <laughs> some of them, you know, I'll never finish, but I love having a fresh, there's nothing like a fresh story, right? It's mm -hmm. like you get excited all over again. Um, actually when people ask me what writing is like, uh, for people who don't write and they find out I'm a writer and they're like, Oh, that's so cool. What's it like? Um, the best way I can describe writing when they say like, how does it make you feel? Is I always say when you get a new idea and you get excited, like I sometimes, you know, I, I get butterflies and I start writing again and it's like falling in love. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes you just need sort of a new story, a new thing to come along to reinvigorate you. Um, and I don't mean that in the love way, actually. That sounded terrible. Yeah, that sounded like, <laughs> pretty skeezy, actually. No, I, I totally get it. Pretty I, accurate, actually. Yeah. I feel, no, I feel totally like my brain is constipated if I don't write 
regularly. And when I'm able to start writing again, it's like everything, all my all my thought processes open up and suddenly everything's flowing again. It's like being, you know, stuck in traffic versus, you know, finally making it out to nature and sitting next to a stream. It's and I know you don't actually want to be anywhere near nature. So for any of you who don't like nature, just forget <laughs> that analogy. But Oh no, I live in Toronto. I love traffic, like my two hour commute that I just took home to get here and record this podcast. Yeah, well that's just so. silly. You don't need to do that. <laughs> but uh, you, you could, you could uh, spend time in nature, but you won't. Um, and that's okay. Anyway. And that's okay. But I do have some writing prompts that I thought I'd, uh, just a couple of them that I really liked that I thought we could talk about, um, just to give people a sort of an idea of what they are. If you're looking for where to find writing prompts, um, I can't honestly off the top of my head think of some of the websites, but we did, uh, Dirt Row Books did share some during NaNoWriMo. Uh, through November, we did a tip every day from November 1st to the 30th, and a lot of those were writing prompts and where to find writing prompts, different websites and stuff like that, and we always shared the links. So that's a good place to start if you're looking for some links and websites, but I'll just go through a few that I found, and one of the best places to find it is actually if you go to writing prompts on Instagram, um, or Pinterest. You can look at a lot of just writing prompts that people have put on there. So Pinterest is really, really good because it just goes, and you don't need an account, by the way. You can just Google that and you can go through like hundreds of writing prompts and people have done them as images. So you can scroll through them really quickly. If you're visual, uh, you don't want to read through a hundred paragraphs of text, it's actually a much better way to sort of get your mind going and for you to process them more quickly. Um, so I'm just going to start with one of them that I found. Which actually, this one is great because I am going to use it. it. It did help prompt a story for me. But So this prompt is never trust a survivor until you find out what they did to stay alive. So what is that? Okay, so what is that prompt supposed to, I mean, is it supposed to, are you supposed to write a story or a sentence or a, you know, a novel like or a paragraph? What are you supposed to write? Does it say or does it not say? Like, so, are there okay. other parameters? It, does, it doesn't say, um, but I can tell you then how we use writing prompts when I was in university, because uh, that's the only time I've sort of had a formal structure around them. And what we had to do was we were given a writing prompt and then we had to immediately start writing a story um, based on what you read. So it was, here's the prompt and now you're going to write for an hour. So you would take the idea and say, okay, so for example, when I first read this, I like to write romantic suspense. So immediately I started thinking about one of the books I was writing and then I, I sort of segued into, well, I could write a different book. But it's sort of the idea of, you know, I really like my innocent characters and I tend to have that dynamic going on a lot between like my love interests, right? One is sort of more dominant and the other one is more gentle and kind. And it was just kind of, and that person's usually the victim. Um, but my victims, I like happy endings, they tend to survive. But so it's, you know, never trust a survivor until you find out what they did to stay alive. So when people meet survivors, they, they often look at them as like, oh, you're so strong, you made it through something, you're such a hero. But you know, when someone comes out of a situation, and let's say they're one of the only survivors in a more serious incident, like let's say it was something where in a building there was a shooting or a bombing or a plane was, it, think of the movie Alive, right? That true story about the plane that crashed in uh, Chile from the Uruguayan soccer team, you know, everyone found them and they were so happy, but what did they do to stay alive? They ate their friends. So it's, it's really thinking outside the box of, well, yeah, how did those people survive? What could they have done? And how can I spin a narrative off of that? 
So here's the thing, that whole idea that, you know, if you're starving and the only other food source is, is other humans, it's not really all that shocking to me that, you know, somebody's going to get eaten. Uh, yeah, I, we could have a whole podcast on cannibalism, to be honest. I mean, but, you know, I think if it's like your your go-to choice, that's a problem. Just, right, like if what's what do you want for dinner and that's your first choice, right. not we crashed an airplane and this is all we have. Right, exactly, exactly. So, so it doesn't necessarily have to be something that extreme, though, because it could be I survived cheerleading camp. Right? Oh, no, no, no. That's what I mean. It could be anything, right? So it just is whatever. And actually, that's a great one. Like, what did that person have to do to survive the, the, the queen bees, you know? Uh-huh. Well, maybe who did they have to turn against or who did they have to pretend to be or what did they have to do or, you know, how did it change them? That's actually a perfect example of a much more sort of common uh, one that might come into one of the books that we would write. So uh, did you ever... Did you ever watch uh, But I'm a Cheerleader? Oh, yeah. As soon as you said cheerleading. Yeah, yeah right. So what did you have to do to survive that? That's good. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So give me another one. I'm enjoying okay. this game. Uh, let's see. Hang on. Get the next one up here. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much I, I don't know how crazy I am about this one now. This is just because I happen to have started a post-apocalyptic dystopian future book recently. So our parents told us stories of what cities were like when they were filled with people. So I thought that was an interesting prompt being that I just kind of started writing a book like that. So I kept that one around. I like that one anyway, but that one's been used a lot. I mean, you look at, well, everything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a, that's a well-used prompt. Well, it's when we're talking about a dystopian future. It it definitely is. Like, look at any zombie movie um, or book or any kind of story like that. Even um, if anyone watches or has read the Shannara Chronicles. Yeah, of course. As the, yeah, so, you know, it, it is used. But I, I also want, I do want to say something. Yes, for please. For any aspiring writers out there or somebody who feels like they have a story that's been done. Don't forget that every story has already been written. It's just going to be your spin, your personalization of that story. If you look at all the stories out there, there's basically, it boils down to about 12 main ones, but there's about 21 if you expand it out. 90% of stories out there follow the hero's journey. It's always the same thing. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, um, look up Joseph Campbell. And then the other stories, you know, there's um, no, Rags no, to stop, Riches. Which, stop, yeah, stop, yeah. Let's let's actually do a podcast about this because you could talk for 20 minutes just on the different types of stories. Um, I could. So I could let's... also talk for 20 minutes on cannibalism. I mean, it's all, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's your topic. Go. So did you do like extemporaneous speaking in uh, high school? Oh, like I just like to, I, you know, part of my, part of what I do is give presentations to people and talk for like three hours straight to like a hundred people in a room. Right. So because I just, I, 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 I guess I enjoy it more than I realize. I, I think you do actually. <laughs> um, okay. So the, the, um, I don't know. You haven't given me one that prompt that makes me want to. All right. Something I'm going to keep going. All right. Keep going. Um, all right, this one's not that great either. But a man stands next to you on a platform while you are waiting for the train 
As a train enters the station, he handcuffs a briefcase to your wrist, shoves a mobile phone into your hands, and while uttering an apology, he swiftly throws himself under the train. Well, that just sounds painful. Yeah, but it's it's one of those... So this reminds me of one of the books that I'm writing right now, um, The Hunted, and it just reminds me of sort of the beginning of my book because it starts not not like this, but right in the action. You have this one character meet another character, and suddenly it's like, it was supposed to be normal, everything kind of goes awry, and it is guns, handcuffs, on the run immediately, and it just sort of enters right in the story. So I liked that idea, and that's why I kept this one around, to kind of remind me that, you know, it's okay to just jump into the story like that. Of course And it is, go yeah. from there and have it, yeah. And so, the, like, that book is really, uh, I haven't finished it, but I have the whole plot, and it, it's it's a wild ride, and that's what this reminded me of, like, just to start like that without any kind of sort of background. I like mm-hmm. that idea. You know what it reminded me of? What? Orphan Black. Yeah, it it did too. When I was reading it out loud this time, I was like, oh, this is like that scene where she's in the subway. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, the only thing about Orphan Black that you're not going to get from a writing prompt is the absolute brilliance of Tatiana Maslany. She's just amazing. Yeah, Uh, she is. I want to remind everyone that that's filmed in Toronto. It was filmed. It's no longer filmed. Well, it was filmed in Toronto. A lot of great shows are. Handmaid's Tale, all the scenes in Toronto. Come on. Um, I love I love the shows that are filmed in the Canada, by the way. In the Canada? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Australia. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so give me another prompt. I'm still not feeling it. I don't wanna I don't wanna write anything yet. Okay, and also this prompt I like as well because it reminds me of the opening of another book that I'm working on. Um, okay. What's that one called? Oh, Kill Them All that actually opens on a train platform with uh, not an incident quite like that, but with a, a big sh- shocking kind of incident. Um, so I like that as well, but okay. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Okay. Oh, this one I do like, okay. You sold your soul to the devil some years ago today. He gives it back and says, I need a favor. Wait, so you sold it and the devil wants you to do something for him so so in instead exchange, of claiming it he's basically saying like yeah i'm going to give it back to you because i need you to do something for me so what would you be willing to do for your soul well that's the thing right right and, right and well i mean that's the, the question cuz you've already you've already been willing to do something to get rid of it you sold it yeah well and it's not even it's it, it it's two sided right is what would you be willing to do to get your soul back and second what could be so important that the devil would give you your soul back like what does he need that I find, so it's, it's, you know, it's two-sided. I find it a very interesting. I will never use it probably to start writing, but I loved it when I saw it. I was like, that's cool. Um, well, what would you need if you were the devil? I want to I wanna explore this one. This is good. Well, I would imagine, okay, it, it depends. I mean, first you'd have to decide what the devil means in your story, right? Is this the classic God's up with the angels, Michael, you know, whatever, and then down below is Lucifer and all the demons and torturing souls. And now what does he need? Or is this going to be like a devil of your own making? Like, well, the devil's actually misunderstood. And do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you need to figure the kind of that out first. And I guess that's what that's what the prompt is for. Right. For you to well, start thinking of this kind of stuff and then start writing a story. The concept of the devil could just be a metaphor for some really awful person in your life. Like your evil stepmother. <laughs> Whatever. No, I, mean, I yes. guess. Yes, yeah, it could. no, it could, it could be anything. It could be anyone who would who would help. 
who had helped you out at some point. Hmm. I, uh, this actually appeals to me. I like the idea because it, you know, it, again, it goes into the, into the, depending upon which type of story you like to write. And I really, really, really want us to spend some time talking about that in the future, the different types of stories, because I feel like you could probably teach me a lot on that. And I think other people would be interested in it too. Um, but I don't know why that made you laugh. I'm being perfectly serious. No, 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 I, I, no, no, no. It's, it's like, I actually just want to, I, it wasn't even me laughing. That was me like catching my breath to talk and then oh. stopping myself because I do want to talk about it even already. Like, I know, but we're going to do it on another podcast. I know. Okay. We're going to do it on another podcast. Anyway, um, for me, like that prompt immediately, like makes me think about, like, I think, I think in metaphors, there's no actual devil. That's just stupid, right? Not to diss on anybody's re uh, religion, but just in my world, I wouldn't ever write an actual devil. Um, and, you know, what is that? What does that mean? And is the devil really the devil? Or is that the name that's given to, you know, some minority that's being oppressed and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I get it. I like it. All right. Good. I, I approve this prompt. <laughs> All right. Here's another one that I do like upon looking at it again. It's just one of those. I, okay. I'll talk about it after. Here. Okay. So here it is. Um, I woke up to hear knocking on glass. At first, I thought it was the window until I heard it come from the mirror again. Oh, cool. So somebody's inside the mirror knocking at you. That's a creepy one, right? It's got that kind of haunting. And I, I was picking these out, remember, during NaNoWriMo. So it was like, it was still around Halloween. So I really like this one. Okay, but is it necessarily creepy? Because it could just be like a Samantha the Good Witch kind of, you know, thing where it's just your, your pen pal checking in. But that's it. That's the whole thing, right? That's the writing prompt. Is it creepy to you? Is it is, like, what is it to you? Is it your friend because you're a witch? Like, you know, the story JK Rowling came up with Harry Potter because she's sitting on a train and some kid walks by and she thinks like, oh, what if that kid with the glasses that looks like a loser wasn't a loser? What if he was the greatest wizard in the world? So writing prompts aren't just, you know, things you see online. Writing prompts can be any single thing out there. And that's what I love about them, that life is a writing prompt. And I think that's why a lot of writers, and I don't do this, I used to when I was younger, but go to coffee shops and, you know, they listen in, they listen to conversations and they look around and they people watch. And that's the thing, like everything is a writing prompt. And then it's what you make of it. So that's what I love about this. I saw creepy, I saw a witch in the mirror or well I saw a phantom in the mirror or something like that and you see well what if it's your friend knocking because you're both witches okay and that's what's great about writing prompts can we go back to the part where you said well you know this story about JK Rowling writing on the train I don't know this story so please well, tell it for those of us well who now I have it. to like google this before I sound like an idiot in front no, of already, anybody listening you already started <laughs> to tell us so you, you already sound like an idiot I think yeah. you caught yourself right just in the nick of time there um, okay, so the story goes, and again, I'm going to have to fact check this, so anybody who knows the story better than I do or whatever, um, but so the story goes, as the writing lore, as we were told in school, is, you know, J.K. Rowling was almost broke, she was either about to or was just on welfare or something like that, her husband had left or was just leaving, I honestly don't remember, um, and then she was sitting there and she was sitting on a train and she looked out the window and this kid walked by and he was just kind of this smallish kid. He had glasses. He didn't look like he was going to be your classic jock or very popular guy. 
And she thought to herself, well, what if he was? What if he was something else? What if he was something greater? What if he was the greatest wizard in the world? And she starts writing these stories. And then I think, did we talk about this last time we did about the slush pile, how she wrote it all out and everybody rejected it. And then there's always going to be that junior editor somewhere trying to make a name for herself, for themselves. And without that, without the kid walking by, without the junior editor, it's, it's all these things of chance and fate. She's now richer than the queen, you know, and probably the most successful author that ever lived. So uh, financially anyway. So it's just, you never know where it's going to come from, how you're going to get your break. And I think that's part of the exciting thing about writing. I think very few people sit down and say, I am going to write a bestseller. Uh, and... No, that's just arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Stephen King sits down and says, I'm going to write a well, bestseller. Yeah, I think when you have about 50 under your belt, you can then say, you know what? I think this is going to be a bestseller. Right. Um, yes. I did not know that about uh, J.K. Rowling, though. I love her. She's like my gold standard in terms of like uh, ethics. Yeah, well, I love the way that she, like, follows Donald Trump's Twitter and just retweets stuff and tells him off and this and that. It, it amuses me. And yeah. I don't really follow politics that closely, but that part I do follow because it, it makes me laugh. Yeah, well, the people who follow and then, you know, you know, argue with him are hysterical. And I like that she does that, too. You're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, Donald Trump aside, because really that's just a bad way for me to start the day. It's a bad way day. to start the day, end the day, middle of the day, any time of the day, really. It's just a bad, it. it's a bad place to be in the day. <laughs> he, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stop talking about that now because I could totally get, I was about to start, start talking about politics. No, um, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. I know, we totally shouldn't because there are, believe it or not, you may not be aware of this, but there are lesbians who actually like and support Donald Trump and I don't want to alienate anyone. Yeah, you know, I do happen to know that. So I, uh, I, I think we should stop here. <laughs> I think a little. Yeah. Are you done? Are you done now? I think it was a little too poignant. <laughs> okay, so the, um, the thing with J.K. Rowling and her, you know, mocking Donald Trump online, she's not an American, so she doesn't have to worry about him, like, you know, sending anyone, you know, to her house and <laughs> putting her in jail for being, you know, having yes. an opinion. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Sorry. J.K. Rowling okay. is awesome. Writing so prompts I, are awesome. What? Say so something. you know what I wanted to say? I no. don't have any more writing prompts, but I wanted to bring something up that I read once. Uh -huh. And it was this whole list of sort of creepy things um, because you're like, maybe this is creepy. Maybe it isn't. But one of the ones that I remember, and this reminded me of it, Mm -hmm. was, and I'm not going to tell it right because I don't remember, and it was just a quick meme or writing prompt like this, but it was a woman basically goes into her child's bedroom and the child's lying in the bed and he's scared and he says to her, there's something up, there's something under the bed. And so she ducks down and she looks under the bed just to, you know, tell him that there's nothing there. And under the bed, her son is lying there and he says, there's someone up there pretending to be me. <laughs> and I just thought, I heard that. I was like, that's cool. I like that. That is creepy. That is good. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I like it. And I was totally going to put that in a book. And now I can't. <laughs> I should have stopped while I was ahead. <laughs> I think you still can. See, what does that make you think of? That makes me think of like twins playing a prank. It doesn't make me think of anything sinister. 
Hmm. Are you like the most innocent sunshine rainbows person ever? I'm like, oh, well, what's the devil but an oppressed class or race? And no, well, you know, it's my friend knocking in the window and twins playing a practical joke. So here's the thing. I grew up in a very, very scary world and all these all the religious iconography that, you know, people would whatever. I grew up in a very frightening place and I didn't I don't want to. I make an active decision not to think about those things in the same way. That's that's why. So there you go. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's something. I guess growing up in a safe place, I like to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't explore that because it's interesting. It's not real. I don't me. think that you and I could have possibly grew up in any. I mean, like I could have grown up in like a different, like a different continent, right? But as far as like for being so similar in terms of like North American upbringing. So we have all the modern amenities and we're used to all the, the first world comforts. I don't think that we could have possibly grown up any different, like very, oh. very different upbringings. Yes. <laughs> so whatever. I just find it amusing, but you know, whatever you can find commonality with anybody, no matter how different they were raised. I feel like this is like a jab at, at me. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. It's not, though. <laughs> it's really, really not. I think you think that it is because I like to tease you about being spoiled, but I actually think you're a decent, <laughs> kind human being. So there you go. Um, uh, this yeah. Is funny. I was on the drive home to get here. I was on the phone with my best friend, and she called me a brat, and I didn't like it. And then she was like, oh, come on, I can tease you and call you a brat. And I got, like, really unhappy. <laughs> and anyways, so I was a brat 20 minutes ago, and now I'm spoiled. So uh, How are you feeling about theme. it? Are you going to get mad at me? No, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Um, I saved that for my best friend. <laughs> you can be mad at me. I don't care because you know what? We're going to end this podcast, and you're going to go back to your regular life, and I'm going to go back to my regular life. And you can be mad at somebody who lives across you know in a three time zones away in a different country i'm not mad but that would be silly don't waste your time on it that's what i'm saying i'm not i don't intend to we are completely off track do you have any final thoughts on writing prompts before i end this yes my final thought is this they're not necessarily great for everyone and for every great one you're going to find 25 that you just think are stupid um, but if you are ever feeling like you have writer's block, you can't come up with an idea, you haven't written in a while, your writing's getting rusty, which has been happening to me lately, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, these are good to just, even honestly, even if you don't write anything, just to get your mind thinking that way again. It's the first step. Start thinking about writing, start thinking about books, start thinking about stories, and the next step is actually writing it down. So for me, they're just, they get my mind going and I really enjoy that aspect. And like I said, you don't have to spend a lot of time looking for them. Go to Google and you'll find, it. if you actually put in writing prompts and then go directly to images instead of the regular search, like hit search and then go to images, you're gonna get all the Pinterest ones. And you're going to see so many and just visually you can read them a lot faster. Um, so it's, it's just a good thing to do. Even if you don't have the time to write, it, it allows you to start thinking. So that's, those are my final words on it. Do you know what my favorite writing prompt is? What? And it's slightly different every time, because, but it's the same format. So I like the idea of you get three random words and you don't get to pick the words yourself. Somebody else has to give them to you. Just ask somebody for three random words and they'll, whatever. And depending upon how, how much they like you will determine how good the words are to work with. Um, and 15 minutes. 
So you have to write something in 15 minutes that incorporates all three words in a organic and natural way. I've never used that one. It does miracles for my brain. Really? Yeah, it's really good for me. Um, that's probably my favorite one. Uh, but it, in, in fact, Bitterroot Queen started out as one of those prompts. Really? Yeah. Yes, which I think is kind of, you know, cray-cray. So from someone giving you three random words, you ended up writing the book of the year at the Rainbow Awards. So that's pretty <laughs> impressive. It was. This is just saying. And, and back to J.K. Rowling, you never know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that, yeah, I, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, you didn't sit down to write an award winner. You just no. happened to want, you wanted a writing prompt and there you go. And that's, what, again, like I said before, that's what I love about writing. Yes, because you never Anything know quite where come from. Any, yeah, it's amazing. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, all right. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this because really, seriously, we need to be put out of our misery. Thank you so much for joining me, though, Michelle. <laughs> it's a good call. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Everyone, this has been Writing Shotgun with Dirt Road Books. I am Joe Bell here with Michelle Teichman. And um, I do apologize for us running off the road into the weeds. We will try to do better next time. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you later.